atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues. This is the broadcast for August 21st in the year of our Lord, 2019. It is the 27th anniversary of Randy Weaver. And the big standoff that took place, uh, literally created by your out-of-control belligerent rogue agents in government. Understand that I'm not attacking the whole government. I realize there's a lot, 95, 99, whatever percent uh, of people in the government are good people that would never do such an evil thing. But I'm telling you right now, there are rogue agents in government that are out of control. And the shootout between Randy Weaver and his family and federal agents on August 21st, 1992 is a pivotal day in history, folks. Um, It's the forgotten history. Uh, It's the history people never really knew the real details because the mainstream press doesn't want you to know the details. But the bottom line is he refused to become a federal informant. And the bottom line is due to a miscommunication. I believe that miscommunication was intentional. He missed a court date and then all the gloves were off on the government. They came to his house armed to the teeth, shot dogs, shot his son in the back, murdered his wife. Wow, the jury's said not guilty to Randy, not guilty to Kevin Harris. And uh, the government avoided the trials uh, and had to pay out a bunch of money, $1 million to each of Randy's three daughters, $100,000 to Randy, and what, $380,000? Yeah, $380,000 to Kevin Harris, a settlement from the government. And the government said they'd never pay for somebody who killed a marshal. But the, go- but the jury said that the um, marshal was killed in self-defense. So the government had to capitulate on that one. But again, these are where the government is just so evil. And Lon Horiuchi, the sniper that murdered Vic- Vicki Weaver with a baby in her arms, you know what? He didn't get prosecuted by our government. And the Idaho folks tried to get uh, accountability for that manslaughter. Uh, but nevertheless, the government uh, protected their own. Sad to say, but Lon Horiuchi is going to have to live with that murder. I'm going to say that again. Lon Horiuchi is going to have to live with that murder for the rest of his life. And he knows full will what he's done. And either he's past feeling and he doesn't care, don't know, or his conscience is just absolutely eating him alive. And I'm sad to hear all that. But again, it's when rogue agents run amok that we have problems. And it's all over this idea that, hey, you know what? You're a white or a racial separatist. I don't even know what that means, a racial separatist. In fact, all the blacks that live in their own um, neighborhoods, are they black separatists? Oh, no, they were forced to live there by the whites. They, you know, uh, you know, ask how many of them want to move right into the middle of a white neighborhood. And, they, you know, you'll, you'll hear some pretty uh, tart language uh, about that there. And, um, you know, what's, what's a racially separatist person? Right. What about free association? See? Uh, all right. Now, Donald Trump, uh, by the way, James Edwards with us, second hour live. ThePoliticalCesspool.org, his radio show. But he joins us monthly because his commentary is so phenomenal. Anyway, Donald Trump accuses Jewish Democrats of disloyalty. Did you see this, uh, James? I did. I actually uh, made a comment about it on Twitter, and we're, we're going to tackle it on, on Saturday night. If you want to break it down, I'll uh, certainly offer my, my hot take on it. All right. Well, first question is, what the heck is a Jewish Democrat? Is that a racially separatist uh, I, uh, designated? Designated in this country, I guess you could label them as that. Is that a, uh, hold on? Is that a racially separatist uh, term? A, a Jewish Democrat? <laughs> it very well could be under uh, 
to modern parlance. What do you say to that, Kurt? Is, Jew, is the term Jewish Democrat a racially separatist kind of a term? Well, it's certainly not treat, treating people with, um, you know, equality like we've been told, you know, that, uh, you know, the God of heaven treats us all equally. Uh, when you got to label everybody, you know, I mean, at least they didn't call him a fat Jewish Democrat. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I guess yes, we're better. making progress there. Anyway, what's interesting about this, though, is a Jewish Democrat. And, and what I want to know is, is it the Jewish part that's the problem? Is the Democrat part the problem? Uh, or is the disloyalty issue the real issue? And, and, and when we talk about disloyalty, in my mind, I don't think we need to turn this into a racial discussion, although every discussion seems to end up racial by and nature. Everyone now. It's inescapable. It comes back. Yeah, okay. But, but I want to talk about the disloyalty piece, because what Donald's talking about is these people are betraying their oaths of office uh, under the Constitution. That's really the issue, isn't it, James? Well, I mean, the way I read it, Sam, was that, or at least in one of the articles that I read, they made it out to be as though that Donald Trump, who has truly been, and, you know, depending on, on what anybody in the audience's position is with regards to foreign aid to Israel and America, subservience to Israel, but Donald Trump has been the most slavishly, the, the, the one president that has been the most slavishly devoted to Israel probably in, in, in American history. And what I inferred from what article I read, now there were several about it, but the one that I read made it out to be that he was claiming that um, American Jews who voted for or the Democratic Party were being disloyal to Israel because he's done more for them and more for Israel, and his administration has done more and stood more solidly with Israel uh, than, than any other. So what are they doing, you know, voting for the Democrats? Can't they see that, you know, he's their champion? Yeah, now you ready for my take? You know, frankly... If that's what it was, it was a pretty fair assessment. Yes, I agree. You but here's the question. You know, black Democrats, and if you're black, you're not voting for the Democrats, and you're you know, a race traitor and Uncle Tom and so on and so forth. So, you know, white Republicans, I mean, we hear, you know, different people broken down, you know, into their quarantined uh, political party. Uh, but, you know, just for him saying that, that, hey, I'm, I'm a champion of Israel and I'm a champion for the Jews. And if you're not voting for me, that uh, you're, you're, you're almost being disloyal to your own interests. And uh, just that. I mean, this is a guy who's done everything that APAC, the APAC um, agenda, everything that Israel's asked him to do. I mean, he basically sets the policy by their wishes. And and now even he is being called, you know, anti, uh, an anti-Semite. An anti-Semite for suggesting that, you know, Jews haven't supported him to the extent that they should. I mean, I, I, I didn't see that as an anti-Semitic thing. I mean, he's basically saying I'm the most pro-Jew president in the world, and, um, you know, I appreciate your support. All right, but here's my take. Ready? I don't support Donald's position of just absolutely defending Israel under any circumstances. I, I know I know a lot of the Christians believe that, but I don't, because there's a difference in the biblical Israel versus the rogue agent government thugs that are in Israel that attack the USS Liberty, for instance. Okay, no, I, I agree. So, but, but I don't agree with Donald, and I don't agree with the Democrats either. I'm just saying, you know, charges of anti-Semitism, they were saying, you know, Donald Trump has done more to bring, you know, anti-Semitism to America. I mean, he's been so slavishly devoted to their interests. I mean, how could you possibly call him an anti-Semite? He's just saying, basically, I want every Jew to support me because I love him so much. I mean, that that that's what I inferred. Now, there could have been some other articles that made it out to be, you know, something different. But, but the bottom line is the reaction to what he said, which was, I mean, it wasn't like he said, 
you know, Jews are evil, all Jews are bad, and we need to rid of You know, he doesn't say anything remotely anti-Semitic, but the charge was just the same. I mean, you, you know, there was no difference in the way the media responded to what he said yesterday than what they would have responded to anything, you know, Joseph Goebbels would have said. That, uh, I mean, they, he basically got, you know, he's a Nazi and this is anti-Semitic hate speech. So I want to take out the hate speech. I want to take out the word Jew. I want to take out the word Donald. I want to take out the word Democrats. I want to take out the word Republicans. All I want to do is talk about the loyalty issue. Really, the issue here is there, when you uh, become a representative of the United States of America, you swear an oath to the Supreme Law. And under oath, do you serve? In other words, the oath of office is critical here. And I believe a lot of these people are disloyal to their oaths of office because the things they're uh, promoting and focusing on and espousing or whatever you want to talk about um, literally relates to disloyalty to the supreme law of the land. Let me prove the point. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calls the electric college a scam, claims that it's racist, but she swore an oath to the supreme law of the land. And the electric college is the law of the land. So when she does that, she's being disloyal. It has nothing to do with Democrat, has nothing to do with she's, quote, Hispanic, has nothing to do with any, any, any of these labels or these manipulated terms, has nothing to do with Donald being a racist or Jews or anybody else, has everything to do with disloyalty to the oath of office to which she took. Your thoughts, James? Oh, I agree. I mean, as far as no, listen. I mean, as far as when it comes to to, to being a, a traitor or disloyal to the Constitution or the the American people, I mean, we've got people who are far more deserving of the scorn and contempt uh, than um, than Donald Trump was yesterday, for this instance. And but of course, you know, you've got a media that's just totally in the tank. I mean, a media that speaks with one voice. There is no free press in this country anymore in the establishment. I mean, obviously, there's alternative outlets like this that have done you know, a, a tremendous job in uh, infusing itself into the national discourse. But, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, who, who's more worthy of a, a scathing uh, rebuttal, uh, Cortez or I- any of them? Uh, you, you were talking about 95% of people in government are, you know, might be okay, but, you know, that's that certainly may be true in in, in terms of like beat cops or something like that, but I mean, you couldn't find ninety-five total in Congress. I mean, you you couldn't even find one percent probably. Uh, that you know, they, there may be some that just kind of go along to get along and they don't do anything good versus the people who who are actively working to subvert our institutions. But uh, I mean, no, I mean, the, Trump is far down the list. Well, let's take like Maxine Waters. She's literally calling for flat-out violence. Let's literally. Assault and confront anybody we disagree with in public uh, if, they, if they even like Donald. Okay, this that's is the kind of stuff that they're disloyal to the Constitution. No uncertain terms. And she didn't back down from it. She didn't do this white, wimpy, uh, you know, apology that we, we see out of, out of so many Republicans. I mean, she absolutely said it. Now that, calling for violence against the supporters of the candidate you oppose, I mean, my God, if there's anything uh, that, that, that should be showcased and highlighted and, uh, you know, Op-ed after op-ed after op-ed dedicated to her denunciation. I mean, that would be a pretty good example. But Donald Trump saying that, you know, as much as I've done for Israel, it's hard to imagine how, you know, there could still be Jewish voters in this country that that prefer the Democrats. Uh, I wonder what Jared Kushner's comment's going to be on this thing, huh? Uh, Anti-Semitism, it's it's just crazy. Hang tight. What is Jared Kushner going to say? Let's see what Kurt says, too, in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. Do we reflect about our future? 
and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled N-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. So, Kurt, I'm saying to you, this is not a racial issue. This is not Republican. This is not Democrat. This is uh, let's we need to be careful of the salty language. You know, you put Jew in there and Democrat in there and wow, we're off to the races. But the reality is this is the disloyalty issue to the supreme law of our land to which they've sworn an oath. Isn't that what we're talking about, Kurt? Well, wouldn't it be uh, nice if they actually uh, kept the oath, Sam? Wow. I mean, any other thoughts on this? Because they're beating up the idea. Donald, and, and I, I don't think you should have used the term Jew and Democrat in the same sentence. We knew that was politically charged. Uh, maybe that's the way Donald wants it. But I, I, don't, I well, don't find any value there, really. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they really have to have much reason to beat up the president. Um, it pretty much seems like it's just a snafu, you know. Now, I submit to you. In addition to these Jewish Democrats that are uh, accused of disloyalty, what about all the thugs that voted for the uh, debt ceiling to be removed? Um, wouldn't that be just as disloyal to the republic, to the rule of law, to our children, to our grandchildren? I mean, if we want to talk about disloyalty, that's where I'd start. James? Well, I mean, look, they, they vote on things that are disloyal to the American people and to the Constitution every day. I mean, going back for, for decades, going back even longer than that. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's not the problem. I mean, they do that. They have completely eviscerated the Constitution in this country. So, I mean, you know, the examples that we can point to, you, you mentioned the debt ceiling. I mean, that, that they are legion. I mean, they, there, there are so many. I mean, it's hard to even fathom 
you know, uh, an organized train of thought here. But coming full circle to what we were talking about in the first hour, and I didn't want to get into the modern contemporary political issues that we're talking about now in that first hour. I thought that first hour should be a solemn remembrance for the 27th anniversary of Ruby Ridge and, you know, how that connects to what we're talking about now is, of course, as you mentioned, the – uh, the, the, the terms labeled uh, that, that are used to label political dissidents and how they've evolved and really are now just part of every single story. Uh, they started out as white separatists and then kind of evolved into extremists, you know, racist, white nationalists, white supremacists. Now, I mean, now it's gotten so bad and, and, and so egregious and so out of control. They're calling Donald Trump, who has basically been, you know, Rhetoric with the media notwithstanding, a pretty standard establishment Republican uh, in terms of what he's actually pushed through and what he's actually gotten accomplished. Um, even he now is being called the president of the United States, the, the, the establishment media, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the USA Today, calling him a white supremacist terrorist. And this is the president. So you look. I can guarantee you, if a guy like Trump is a white, not only a you know a white supremacist, but also a terror leader, uh, you you can forget if you were a Christian, a homeschooler, you forget trying to do enough to absolve yourselves of these false charges. You'll never be able to do enough if they, they can apply it to the president of the United States like that. Uh, it, it, they're they're going to apply it to you, and certainly they have, and they will. Now, now what's interesting? What's interesting though is. James, what's interesting is these are the people that Donald ran with before he became president and came down the escalator. These were the day-to-day folks that embraced Donald for literally decades. Let's be clear about that reality check as well. Well, it does beg the question, is he just playing his part in the grand scheme to hoodwink us all, or is this sincere? Did they truly turn against him? And, you know, that's... We may never know. Uh, all we can do is take it at face value. But, but regardless of whether it's fake or real in terms of do they really mean it, they do really print it. And they will print it against, uh, you know, about you and anyone else who steps out of line. Uh, what, another example of how this whole thing has evolved that I just saw just uh, yesterday, actually. For years, you know, Pat Buchanan has been such a mainstream guy. Uh, and he, he was certainly, you know, uh, a Christian and a paleoconservative, so he was always to the right of the Republican establishment, and I mean that in the most um, endearing way. I mean, I got my start with Buchanan. I mean, he's a, he's a hero of mine in many ways. Uh, and he is a great man and a kind man, uh, no matter how you slice it. But, they, you know, they, they, it was a little bit much for them to say that a, a mainstream guy like Pat Buchanan was a, was a white supremacist. I mean, some blogs would say it, but for the most part, the media, they would call him a you know, right-winger, or maybe far-right, but they really didn't go too overboard because, you know, come on, I mean, this guy won millions of votes in the primaries. And, you know, you, but, but now, of course, we've gone way beyond that. Now, of course, as I said, the president himself is a white supremacist terror leader. But with regard to Buchanan, I can remember because I worked for his campaign, you really didn't see these things being attributed even to him, who has spoken much more candidly. Uh, I mean, a, a million times more candidly about racial realities than Donald Trump ever has. Uh, in his books and in his, you know, work for you know, Reagan and Nixon, et cetera. I mean, Pat Buchanan has always been a straight shooter with regard to racial reality. But even he didn't get these charges until more recently. In fact, the first time I've ever read an article that said white supremacist Pat Buchanan was just yesterday, and it was an article about uh, the McLaughlin group being reconstituted by by public television, and they bring it back to McLaughlin group, which he served on as a panelist for many, many years. 
and uh, they're bringing it back, and he's going to be on the panel again. And they, they were saying, you know, white supremacist Pat Buchanan is, you know, going to get a shot at TV again and how horrible it is. And they, they said one of the things that, uh, you know, should discredit him was the fact that he had appeared on my show a handful of times. And they put a transcript of the show in there, and uh, it said, um, you know, James Edwards, and then in parentheses, white nationalist, as if that's my official title. James Edwards, and then parentheses, white nationalist, as if, you know, it had the question that I asked Pat on the air. And then his answer, but you know, it's just that, that that's that's the way it's going. So even a guy like Pat Buchanan is now introduced as white supremacist. Pat Buchanan is well. Let's let's like set the record straight. Are you a white nationalist? Anybody who's a dissident, including and up to the president. Hey, let's set the record straight. Are you a white nationalist? White, uh, but and I'm certainly a nationalist. But no, I mean, as far as that goes, you know, and I have said this, and I've been consistent throughout my career. I do not identify. I would not say, hey, I'm white nationalist James Edwards because it comes off as militant. It comes off as, um, oh, I don't know. It just, it, it, it just, no, it's not the image I want to project. I am a Christian first. I mean, first and foremost, I am white. That's the way God uh, saw fit to make me. And I do believe in sovereign nation states. You know, so, you know, if, if that's something that's scary, I mean, I guess that's the way. I mean, basically, I, I would just say that puts me pretty much well in line with the founding fathers. Hey, are the Chinese, uh, Chinese nationalists? Nationalists, the way it's being used by the media as, as interchangeably with white supremacists. And let's make no mistake about it. When they say white nationalists or white supremacists, they use those terms interchangeably. So don't get in. Let me, uh, let me tell you how they're going to pitch it. You ready? Yeah, go. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe God's white? Uh, God is God. No, I mean, do you believe God's white? Uh, I, I guess God is uh, God is all of us. Yeah, but is he white though, or is he black? There, James, you can't you can't equivocate here, my friend. Yeah, that's interesting. I I, I couldn't. All right, do you believe God's white, Kurt? Himself to the world through his, you know through Jesus Christ as a middle yep. Easterner. And, all right, so if uh, if you believe in God and you believe God's white, you believe He's a supreme being. Yep. See, you, and do you believe He's your leader? Yeah, he's certainly uh, yep. a supreme leader. That's nah, okay, so now you got a white God supreme leader. Um, therefore, you are a white supremacist, my friend. There's no way to prevent it. And, <laughs> and the, the fact is, that's where they're going. And you can laugh at me today, but tomorrow when they tie this directly to Christianity, which is their real goal, okay, absolutely. then I'm You're telling you right now, we will lose the argument because we believe everything they claim if you slice and dice and manipulate it and cobble it together in a dishonest, immoral way, then it's all true. Well, there you go. I mean, again, and you're parsing words. I mean, because you could say you're white nationalist. Well, no, not the way that they mean it. It's interchangeably with white supremacists, but I am white, and I am a nationalist. So, I mean, again, you just get down to, to parsing it different definitions. And things of yeah, that. and that's what they're doing. They're dishonest as honesty is the issue. They're dishonest as all get out. But look, either you're a nationalist or you're a globalist, right? That's right. In, in fact, Ocasio-Cortez. Um, if you're a white globalist, would that be okay? <laughs> no. I mean, white just makes you not okay no matter what. But here's the question. Ocasio-Cortez Ocasio swore an oath to the Constitution. Is she a nationalist? Can you swear an oath to the Constitution and not be a nationalist? Well, what, what happens if you, if you, you know, lie in your oath? Because they, apparently they all did. I mean, all of these, they, they swear this oath and put their hand on the Bible and they just go in willy-nilly and do what they want to do. A violation to the oath they just took. Well, if you swear an oath to the Constitution, are you a nationalist? Or would you be a white constitutionalist? I don't know. She's not white, though, but I'm just asking. If she swears an oath <laughs> to the Constitution, is she a nationalist, Kurt? 
Yep. I don't see how you avoid these realities. This is why they won't have me on TV debating them, because I'll eat them alive. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you get them. You can even you, know, you can put it all in a, in a mind bin. Casio uh, uh, Cortez, there. She's what they call a Hispanic nationalist, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and she thinks she's supreme uh, because she literally says everybody else is a racist. In fact, anybody who even supports the Electoral College is a racist because you know she calls the Electric College Electoral College. A scam claims it's racist, so the whole electric college is racist. But I thought it was the supreme law of the land that she swore an oath to. All right, when we come back, we got some good news from the Donald. We'll talk about that, too. Sam Curtin, James on your radio. James Edwards, riding shotgun. ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Check out his award-winning broadcast, will you? Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. After seemingly expressing support for expanding gun purchase background checks just a few days ago, President Trump seems to be backing away from that, saying only that he was now supporting the enhancement of the existing background check system. He told reporters yesterday he shares the NRA's concerns about taking rights away from lawful gun owners. We have to be very careful about that. You know, they call it the slippery slope, and all of a sudden everything gets taken away. We're not going to let that happen. The Guardian's reporting law enforcement has prevented six mass shootings in America since the deadly attacks in El Paso, Dayton, and Gilroy, saying several of the plots may have involved white supremacists. The six suspected of planning the attacks are accused of targeting gays, Jews, blacks, Latinos, and Muslims. This is USA Radio News. Liberty Mutual Insurance presents... And Doug. If I don't find the right car insurance for me, I might just give up. Did someone just say, if I don't find the right car insurance for me, I might just give up? Ma'am, what if my partner, this wild emu, and I told you that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need? I'd say sign me up for Liberty Mutual. And also, your emu is eating my tire. Limo! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurance. State laws apply. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. The Trump administration formally approving an $8 billion arms sale to Taiwan. That new weaponry, the largest U.S. sale to Taiwan in years, it could further erode ties with the Beijing government as it views the self-governing island as part of China. The vice president out touting the U.S. economy amid fears of a coming recession. Here's USA Radio's Tim Berg. Speaking at an event Monday in Detroit, Michigan, Vice President Mike Pence touts the economy. The United States of America had one of the highest corporate rates in the world. But now we've lowered the corporate tax rates so the companies right here in Michigan can compete with companies and create jobs. 
The vice president continues. The United States-Mexico-Canada agreement is completed and support in Congress is growing by the day. A report says Americans spend at least $150 billion a year on heroin, cocaine, and pot. This is USA Radio News. Check this out, man. Barack Obama announces Netflix projects that will focus on race, class, and civil rights. What the heck does that mean? And why would he focus on that? Is he a racist? Just wondering, while I'm trying to say everything shouldn't be a racial discussion, literally Barack Obama is going to double down on Netflix and everything's going to be about race. I find that fascinating. James. Oh, they're the most race-centric people. The, 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 the so-called anti-racist, which they're really just anti-white, uh, are, are the most race-obsessed people in the world. But, of course, it's okay for them to do I mean, we talk about this. This is the classic double standard that, that Dead Gum Near gave birth to my radio program. I mean, I'm seeing that uh, you have all of these groups uh, that represent reportedly represent minority interests uh, rallying around their identity, and it's not only allowed but encouraged. And uh, And I say to that, by the way, I say to that, uh, that good for them. Uh, I mean, I think that that's natural and healthy, by the way, that you would uh, prefer people with whom you have the most in common, um, you know, as, as people that you want to do your best work for. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to be against anyone else, although, and oftentimes that they are. But yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, but then of course, if whites do it, you're, you're a white supremacist, a white nationalist, a white separatist, you need to die in Idaho, and, and so on and so forth. But, I mean, can you imagine, Sam, Barack Obama and this Netflix project? I mean, what in the world is he going to say? It's going to be the exact same thing we've heard every day from every media outlet, browbeat into us from, uh, you know, fifth grade civics class on forward. There's going to be nothing original. Uh, nothing in perspective. It's just going to be, you know, how bad white people are and, you know, how oppressed everybody else is, even though the standard of living given to them by the, the people of this country, the founding stock of this country is superior to what they have anywhere. Yeah, it's going to be the same old stuff. That's why I said was what Steve King said last week. I mean, it was, you know, kind of unusual, uh, I guess. But, I mean, at least, you know, the, Steve King's a guy who at least thinks for himself and says things that are provocative and interesting. I mean, you're going to get the same old drivel that you've heard. All your life. I mean, what's newsworthy about that? Why is that a special project? Yeah, special projects on Netflix. Race, class, and civil rights. Every divide issue we can find, he's going to exploit and foment the greater divide, ladies and gentlemen. Barack literally pushing for civil war is the bottom line. Now, um, James, Kurt gave me a headline quite a while ago. So, Kurt, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to scramble on this one. Headline says, actress halts interview because of race of crew wow um would you ever halt an interview because of someone's race james no i wouldn't and i don't know anything about i have no idea look i mean let me just tell you the truth i mean it's, it's uh, it shouldn't have to be said but i but i guess it should because i read every you know i was reading this article about pat buchanan about how i'm you know such a bad guy but uh, i live in a majority non-white city and so i see minorities every day and i I treat everyone that i run into at a grocery store wherever i may be drive through where the bank wherever with as much respect and dignity as i would anyone else 
and that's just the way I roll. But I, I don't know anything about this story that you're about to tell me about. I haven't heard anything that rings any bells, but I'm guessing. I'm just taking a wild guess, and I could be totally wrong. And if I'm wrong, that's okay, too. Uh, I'll take a chance. And that this actress must have been offended that there were too many white people on the crew. And uh, so she, you know, virtue signaled by stopping the interview. All right. I'm just taking a wild guess. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out in a second. Kurt's grabbing it. Actress halts Well, it's the Washington Times. Because of uh, race of crew. Washington Times. That's Kurt? right. And the lady's name is Ellen Pompeo, and I use the term lady loosely here. And uh, she <laughs> plays the what they call the titular character. I think that's kind of dangerous here. But anyway, in uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, she said that she was happy to see so women, so many women for the interview uh, by something called Net A Porter magazine, another one I'm never going to read, uh, for its women in television issue. But she, as she went in, she said, but I don't see enough color. And I didn't see enough color when I walked in the room today. That's according to the video clips posted by numerous news outlets as the interview went viral. Um, you know, and she was just complaining about the lack of ethnic minorities. And I thought we were supposed to basically choose people, you know, without regard to all those things. So there's plenty but, of women on there now. We don't have that gripe. We just got the color gripe. Now, let me ask you some questions about color, because I'm a blind person. I really don't understand color. Is white a color, Kurt? That's what I've been told. Is white a color Some there, people James? say it's a color or a lack of color. I, I mean, Hold know. on. Is white a color, though? When you buy crayons, you get a color of white. You get one of those. Yeah. You know, Is black a color? James? Well, I'm with Kurt. I've heard that white was the absence of color, but or is it black that's the absence of color? Or no, black is colored. Or wait, we can't say that. Wait a minute. Is black a color? If you say the primary colors that make up all other colors, is black one of them? I really can't. This is like another trick question. Yeah, just idiot old Sam down here. One man think tank there just can't well, figure it out, you know? <laughs> The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, yeah. um, as far as I know, they like to be, uh, they, they like to be the where they'd like to be. You can't call them colored people, but you can't call them people of color. Oh, uh huh. Oh, but go. I want to know if white or black is a color. Now, let me ask you the next question. If you look at a white guy and one day he's white as could be, not albino white. That's a whole other topic, you know. Because then he gets a tan. Okay, and he gets a tan the next day because he's out in the sun and stuff like that. Is he colored? Yeah, he would be at that point. He'd be like a light brown. Okay, but now let me ask you this question. You take a Mexican guy. Can a Mexican get a tan? Oh, they could probably get darker. Yeah, of course they can. In fact, Mexicans will get darker faster oftentimes. Uh, the white guy will just burn or whatever, you know. Somebody should sue about that. Okay, now, um, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. If a Mexican is a little bit whiter one day, then gets a tan the next day, um, is he more colored than he was? And is the white guy more colored than he was? And can a black person get a tan? Now, that's a good question. Would... You know, and you throw in this with yes, all Lord. that whole, um, yeah, you put this all together with the whole uh, identifying a movement, and uh, I don't understand why anybody can't just identify with whatever they want. Like, I can identify as a, a black guy, um, or I can identify as a you know whatever color you want. I mean, you gotta uh, hold your the, mic steady, Kurt. 
it's just uh, there you go. the sky's the limit, right? Well, let me understand something, because I'm just kind of stupid. I'm not as smart as everybody else. You know what I'm talking about? As far as I understand in physics, a color is visible light with a specific wavelength, okay? Black and white are not colors, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know. Oh, so both of them, neither of them are colors. No, sir. The fact okay. is... I learned something. White light contains all wavelengths of visible light, and black contains no wavelengths. In other words, black is the absence of physical light. So I just want to be very clear so you guys all Yeah, can. so the stupid guy brings up, like, what, what did you call it? It's not, um, it's a higher level physics? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how the stupid guy responds to this. Yeah. Hmm. Are black and white colors? The answer is scientifically no. Are black and white colors? That's one of the most debated issues about colors, they say. Ask a scientist, and they'll reply based on this thing called physics. Okay? But if you ask a racist, <laughs> then, uh, you know, there's certainly colors there. White's not a color, and black is, because black's the only colored among them. Okay? Why do we not list black and white as colors in physics? The answer is because they're not colors. That's why. Right? Um, so, let's see. Is black or white made from all colors? Why are white and black not primary colors, asks the scientists. Right? What gives with all this, man? Help me out there, James, buddy. Sam, i got to go back to kindergarten to get a handle on but uh, but I don't want to get a trump card on them for that. Yeah. Now, let me say this really clear. Let me take you a little further now so you guys can understand primary colors and like your crayons, okay? I thought we were talking about Ellen Pompeo. Hold on now. Uh, white <laughs> reflects no color and reflects all color equally. Did you hear me? White, no, that, again. Whites are the true egalitarian. Since white contains all the colors, in other words, it's all representations of light. Are you with me? Then it reflects all color equally. That's why it's white. Black has no color equally. So if I say, what color is a zebra? You say, it ain't no colors because it's black and white, right? <laughs> Now I'm so confused, I don't even know. So the absence well, of all colors, hey. is that black or white? The answer is it's black. The representation of all colors, just so you guys understand, is white. And it has nothing to do with race or pigmentation and skin or anything. It has to do with light, sir. Now, how stupid am I? Very stupid. You keep this up and you're going to get me so confused, I'll really be in trouble. What about them Redmen? Now, that's a racist term. I'm telling you right now. All right, hang tight. Sam Bushman, Kirk Cosby, just idiot radio going on. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him 
him in federal court with trumped-up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, your blind, dumber than a doornail host on your radio, talking scientifics about color. Just so you know, white is the representation of all color. Black is the absence of color. Color, which is light. The difference in color being the variance of frequency in light, just so you all know. White people are the most colored people on the planet. James? I didn't, Sam. Hey, man, y'all go back to kindergarten and study physics, and you'll figure it out, you know. Got to go to Redneck Blind Radio to get this all going on. Now we know. But I want to debate these people uh, in the news on this, because you know what? I'm sick of it. If I get a tan, am I more colored than I was yesterday? No, you're a white person. You can never be darker. And I get a super tan, and I look half Mexican because I'm so tan. Then what? Uh, You're still a white guy, and therefore you're the enemy. They're doing this? It also depends on if you do something bad, like uh, George Zimmerman, who was clearly... You know, Hispanic uh, was was labeled as a uh, white. A white dude, white yeah. Hispanic. You know, after the Trayvon Martin, I've seen I've seen examples even far more flagrant than that, where you just had flat out black guys being labeled as white, and you, you see their mugshots, and they're you know like. But this 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 thing with what we were talking about. What about Candace Owens? Do you know her? Oh yeah. She's a, a black lady. She says, what if black Brexit would really happen? What if millions of black Americans... Blexit, right? Or Blexit, sorry. What if millions of Americans were to wake up and abandon leftist ideas and reject the chains of big government and reclaim their power and their potential? And what if even more Americans were to join them? Listen, white, Hispanic, young, old, male and female. She says, what if that were to happen? What if that were to happen, James? Well, that'd be wonderful, but it's not going to happen. I mean, there's no, there's no evidence that's going to happen. And the reason that it's not going to happen, I mean, I know Candace Owens makes a good job as a you know, black conservative voice because it is very rare. I mean, it's good, uh, you know, for what you know, some of the things she says is, is, is okay. But it's just not going to happen because every other group of people identify based upon uh, their the racial heritage, their cultural heritage. And that's just not going to change. 
And, you know, that, that's, you know, my argument has always been, again, that's natural and healthy for them to do so. And we don't always have to be at odds, you know, on race lines. There are some things that are actually good for all Americans. I mean, imagine that. There are some things that are good for all Americans. Uh, but, as, but as long as whites pretend that, you know, <laughs> racial identity doesn't exist and everybody else is bound together as a, a group block, because of the racial identity, I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna lose out every time, and that goes back. You know, this Ellen Pompeo thing. You know, what's interesting about that? I, again, I, I really had no idea, but I but I you know I didn't have it wasn't a total stab in the dark to say that if an actress walked off because of the race of the crew, I mean, she certainly wasn't gonna walk off because they were black. I mean, that'd be the end of her career. Be, you know, <laughs> and just imagine the the vitriol and the anger and the hatred and the blogosphere if she had. Now let me ask you another question. The other day somebody told me that my wife's skin was whiter than mine. All right. Now what am I gonna do with that? I don't know. I mean, I'm like you're gonna have to get rid of her, I guess, because yeah, she's, she's a white I mean, chick. Man. The whiter they are, yeah. the, the more the evil and bad they are. What do I do with that, man? Get her out in the sun more, maybe. <clears throat> well, you got that one lady, Rachel Dolezal. She pretended to be black. She's well, charged she, with welfare uh, fraud. Identified as black, right? She claimed to be a black woman while being white. James, well, and again, you know, I mean, she's mentally ill, of course, but I mean, the, the whole reason is, I mean, she sees that that's the pathway to a, to a pretty easy life. You're not going to be called now, these but names. wait, uh, but, but it goes back to what you know. Kurt was saying this a second ago. I mean, you know, the whole idea in the '60s when they didn't have the upper hand, when minorities didn't have the upper hand, was you know, we just want to be judged by the content of our character and so on and so forth. I mean, that's what they said. And I support that, by the way. The upper hand. I mean, where did that where did that argument go? I mean, it certainly didn't go that way with, with the actress who saw that the crew was white. Now, what if the crew got their jobs because they were the most qualified and best suited for the position? Imagine well, that. that. You know, the content of their character and the quality of their work certainly didn't matter to her. And by the way, you know, just as a point of information, Ellen Pompeo is married to a, to a black guy, but not even that was enough, apparently, to prove that she's, you know, sufficiently anti-racist. She had to go pull this stunt and, and, and put it out in the news, you know, so everybody would know uh, that, uh, you know, she walked out because there weren't enough blacks on the crew. Now, here, here's what I'm saying. When the, when the uh, inevitable demographic decline of America is complete and whites are a very small minority of this country, unless something changes, that's the way it's going to be. It'll be several decades out, but it's, it's inevitably coming unless something changes. Now, yeah, like James Edwards has a bunch of kids. walks into a room and it's 100% black. Will she say, you know what, there's not enough diversity on this crew, I'm going to leave? No. No, that will never happen. All right, so let me tell you, though, this, this uh, Rachel whatever lady, um, as far as I understand, she was an NAACP chapter leader. Now, how does a white chick become an NAACP chapter leader because they thought she was black? How does that work? Was she well, dark enough? there's all those different shades of black, Sam. Um, and like in her black. case, she would she had her hair all curled, you know, so then it made her feel like or at least pass for the whole idea of a, a black person because back then people just said hey if you say you're black i guess you're black you know and now uh, you're gonna have to have all these um 
I guess DNA tests, and I kind uh-huh. of question those. Now, know. Elizabeth Warren apologizes for harm of her Native American ancestry claim. There you go. Now, I mean, what do you, you know, what, what do you think of this? I probably had more black in her than Elizabeth Warren has empty. But here's the interesting thing. So she apologized. Why does this one Rachel lady get absolutely slaughtered? And uh, Elizabeth Warren's like, oh, I'm sorry for the co- the harm that I've caused. No harm, no foul, James. No, well, that's a good question. I mean, Is she more black than, than Rachel? Towards the, the elite. I mean, um, Elizabeth Warren can do more to advance the agenda uh, and their uh, ideas than Dolezal uh, can. So, you know, she's going to by and large get um, a pass from the media because she's doing their bidding and, and, and uh, vice versa. But uh, I think she really shot herself in the foot with her arrow with that thing because that's, she's never going to live that down. Well, time, that down. time will tell. She somehow became the Democratic nominee. I just think that would be such a joke to, to so many people. I, I, I think that would really hinder her. Now, the media can bury whatever they want to, though, now. Well, they can, but everybody knows that she pretended to be an Indian for political and uh, uh, financial gain. But I got a question. And how come you can't I mean, pretend? Completely out there, and, and you know the media would bury it, but Trump would be tweeting it every day. Let me ask you a question: How can you um, pretend that you're an Indian or a black, and it's like unacceptable, uh, even though you might have a little DNA that that kind of reflects it? Uh, but yet you can pretend you're a male or a female, and that's like no problem, even though you have no vestiges of it whatsoever. <laughs> That is a great Oh, Sam, go ahead and ask that question. 100%. I mean, <laughs> I mean Elizabeth Warren has a, a, a huge amount of credibility. I mean, I mean, Elizabeth Warren's case is shut down. I mean, she's 100% Indian compared to... Compared to uh, she has a lockdown case when compared to these people like Bruce Jenner, who pretends all of a sudden his chromosomes and, and, and everything uh, is, is different. He, you know... He, Nature and God got it wrong. He was a female. He didn't find it out until he was 60. Yeah, there you go. Now, Melissa Milano's in the news. Or what's it? Alyssa? Yeah, Yeah, Alyssa Milano. She said, if I hadn't opted for two abortions in 1993, my life would be completely void, lacking all of its great joys that I have today, the blaze. Okay, so this lady's like, if I hadn't been a murderer... And then, you know, everything would be awesome. Uh, I mean, everything's awesome because I'm a murderer. And if I hadn't been a murderer, everything would be horrible. Okay, this lady's okay, but yet the guy like a Randy Weaver or somebody that believes, mm, I just want to, like, you know, free associate with my own. That guy's like, hey, murder his wife and kid, no problem. Um, what have we done in America today, sir? I mean, Randy Weaver was, yeah, I've never met him, but I mean, he was probably, I mean, he was most certainly a stand-up guy compared to the people we're talking about. And he was probably an all-around good guy, uh, you know, from start to finish. I just don't know him. But what I do know, I know myself and I know you, Sam. And, and, and I'm saying, you know, read the stuff that they've said about us in the press as, as you know, we're not perfect. Uh, all, none of us are. Uh, I'm certainly not. But, but I do know at the end of the day, I'm a God-fearing family man. I, I work. I try to raise my... I you know, provide for my wife. I try to live a good life, and, and I read the horrible things that have been written about me throughout my entire career, these, these horrible defamations. And, and, and then you bring a great example here. I mean, what a great way to end the show with these examples of, you know, what about the people pretending to be a different gender, you know, compared to people like Elizabeth Warren? And then, you know, what about uh, Alyssa Milano is, is, is uh, 
presented as a heroine. I mean, you know, as a model uh, of uh, an exemplar of, of what a woman should be. And she said, you know, my life would have been void if I hadn't murdered my kids. And I, I read the stuff that they write about me and you. And, and I know the kind of men we are personally because I know you well and I know myself really well. And then I read, you know, this this woman who's a murderer is you know, just praised and lauded uh, and presented as, uh, you know, the, the the great example of, of, of you know, for society to, to emulate. Yeah, I mean, all we can do is stand with God and stand on the truth and, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may, and it's unfortunate, but th- these are these are great compare and contrast. And I want to have the scientists debate Sam Butchman with regards to colors like black and white and all that kind of stuff on TV, because I don't get it. Maybe I'm just stupid and stuff like that. Maybe I need to go back to physics training, well, but I'm telling you right now, I don't get it. You make a good a good, a good uh, quirky point about the colors, but, but, you know, you could also eat them up on another thing, and certainly we do. You know, they always say race doesn't exist, race is a social construct, race isn't real, but when it comes time to, to dole out blame or guilt, you know, they can always identify who a white person is. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the color or, or or the race or what, but, they, you know, race doesn't exist, but we can always make it exist when it comes time to dole out some, some guilt. And then, of course, it certainly exists with NAACP and La Raza and all of these other organizations as well. All right, I want to end on a good news point because we talked about guns. And that's what created the shootout that we're celebrating the um, not the shootout, but celebrating the government and the truth came out on the Randy Weaver case. Um, Anyway, um, we are sad about what occurred there for the family and it will always go down in memory. We never want to repeat it. We always want to remember. But we are celebrating that the truth came out for Randy Weaver and he was not guilty. And Kevin Harris was not guilty. And the government was really the rogue agent thugs um, that, that murdered them. Sad, but true. At least we have the truth on what actually happened. But I end by saying you know, this. Him, though, I know we're about to close. I don't think he gets that verdict in 2019. 1992, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a lot better. Even as late as 92, I think if, if Ruby Ridge happened Last year, Randy Weaver would be in jail for the rest of his life. Unfortunately, I concur. Bottom line, though, the ending comment I want to make is this. President Trump shifts away from background check push. That is a good news piece. Hopefully we can dodge that bullet. Pardon the pun. Uh, But all I'm telling you is that Donald Trump is saying we need to be very careful. We already have laws on the books. And we need to be very careful that we use the law on the books and not push for things uh, or issues that will violate people's rights and good for president trump we pray he stands strong and he must be listening to liberty roundtable because that's what we were pushing for yeah you know he got a little bit off kilter after el paso the media knocked him a little off kilter it's good to see he might be walking back a little bit of those extra uh, gun laws that he was uh, considering our prayers are that donald stands strong and our prayers are that we never take guns from the good guys that's the way we stop the bad guys don't you know from king george right on through to modern day reality check All right, for Sam Curtin, our good friend James Edwards riding shotgun on the show today, his broadcast every Saturday night called The Political Cesspool. Check it out, award-winning, thepoliticalcesspool.org. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. God save the Republic of the United States of America.